So hello out there in podcast land. How are you all? This is Richard Knight from Insight 6 and welcome to the CX podcast R&R. And I'm joined as usual by the Devon Diva himself, Mr. Ryan Huxtable. How the devil are you, Mr. Huxtable? We, we haven't spoken for so long, you, you forgot how to address me there, didn't you? Um, I did, basically, yeah. 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 It's been <laughs> ages. It's been ages. And to all our listeners out there, you know, apologies. We've been off enjoying the summer and doing all of that lovely stuff. But actually, we decided, rather than annoying you for a, a, during August, we'd wait We'd wait and we'll do a double whammy in September. We'll talk more about that later. So what have you been up to, Mr. Huxtable? Well, um, what I've been up to, it's it's, August was a bit of a washout, wasn't it? Uh, (laughs) It rained a lot. Uh, I was fortunate enough uh, to go away early in August um, to to Portugal. And and I've talked about this business that that we went away with before from a customer experience perspective. So we went with a a business called Jet2. Many of those listeners that would have been with them and, you know, the reason we rebooked with them this year was because of the great experience we had last year and this year didn't disappoint either. I mean, they were just brilliant. Uh, from the time you get to the airport, uh, well, no, back, back further than that, the time you uh, you download load your boarding passes, you, you don't have to queue up, you just wait to the airport, pop your bags on, put your tags on, walk straight through. Um, and uh, even uh, even Bristol Airport uh, security was was a breeze going through on the way out. So um, coming back to a different matter, and I'll come to that in a second, but um, yeah, they were, they were excellent, very professional. Um, and you could see from every step of us getting to the airport, getting on the plane, getting off the plane, getting the transfer, getting to the hotel, that you can see they'd absolutely journey mapped it to the inch of their life. And what was great, I know we're going to talk about the ICS in a, in a second. Um, there were people, there were there were humans there every <laughs> step of the way, helping you, you need any help, you need any help. Even you know when we put the bag tags on at the airport, um, it was just brilliant. And I cannot, I, I can see why now they are. I think they overtook Tui this year as the uh, UK's busiest. Um, airline and tour operator, so no, you know, no huge surprise there. I've been on both, and I know where I'd rather, I'd rather spend money. Yeah, really good to hear. Um, what about you, Mister Knight? What have you been it's up to? Nice. We we uh, I haven't been away during the summer. We're going away this month when all the schools are back because we don't have to worry about that sort of thing anymore, which is brilliant. Um, but uh, yeah, no, been keeping an eye on all of the stuff that's going on, and it's interesting you mentioned the airline side of things because uh, obviously, uh, you know, not long ago there was a problem with the. Uh, uh, with the, the traffic control side of things, and that all went a bit haywire. And, of course, that impacted everything, and that got me a thinking, got me a thinking about what's going on, you know, in terms of your business and how it can be impacted by other processes and other things that are happening. And, you know, although the airlines, you know, it wasn't technically their issue, but they're in the line of fire, aren't they? They're getting it all in the neck because they're the visual, you know, they're the people on the ground. As you said, they're the ones who are in there in the moment and all that sort of thing. So it's quite interesting the way who's who's to blame was the, you know, the terminology used by the news. Whose fault is it? Who should be paying more money back? And although there's not a lot you can do about those, those sort of things, any business has really got to understand and think about the impact that other businesses have on their customer experience and the way they deliver things you know can you 
manage expectations around these sort of things can you put in certain things into your processes that might be able to negate and avoid issues that are that are caused by suppliers by other people that are involved you know not just it's not our fault but actually sympathizing understanding having the empathetic view of the world and actually being able to put those into your your, your business processes as well can we avoid that i don't know what the answer is on that side of things and i know our listeners might be amazed they might have tuned in for that very reason to get the answers i don't know what those are but one of the key ones is to actually start mapping everything that's going on so things aren't a surprise like this you know oh my god that's happened we didn't realize it was ever going to happen well why not let's map a process it's almost that sort of um uh disaster recovery type sort of thing we spoke about it a lot during covid didn't we you know what are we yeah, doing this stuff so that that got me a thinking over the summer really interesting point you make because if you think about um the last few years i don't think there's been a normal year for probably since the financial crisis in 2008 wasn't there you know where you kind of lurched as a as a as a not not just in this country but you know across the world we've lurched from kind of one uh trauma to the next and you know the reality of life for i was listening to a lady who was um who had got stranded by the the air traffic control situation um and you know her complaint wasn't really with the airline as it was their fault mm. uh because she fully accepted that it was outside of the provider that she bought holiday from as control what the you know the fair the fair um criticism she had was that no one was communicating with her yeah. you know and, yeah. and you know communication is is the single busy, biggest reason in my view that that customers get hacked off yeah you know people are pretty fair-minded they get and they understand that things go wrong in fact they, they're almost you know they almost look to see what they might have done to cause the problem in the first place which nine times out of ten they haven't so it's all about that communication the manage, managing the expectation that we know things are difficult and, and you know what even if even if the airline at that point didn't know what was happening, just having someone available in the airport, you know, listening to the client, listening to the customer, telling them what they knew to that point, um, just makes a huge difference. It does, absolutely. And even if, it, you know, again, if it's not, you're not involved in it, it's, it's not your problem, but you can help the customer feel better at that point in time, you're actually boost, boosting the way they're viewing your brand, aren't you? you're actually yeah, making absolutely. them feel better and they're like oh, okay well I, I can see that they were there to help that they were putting in place things that did make me feel a bit better so actually my feelings there's the f word again towards this brand have actually improved even in this horrible situation which i'm sure it was and that's really interesting because some of those points we've been making there have, have been highlighted as you mentioned as we started our podcast today from the uk cs um Customer Service Institute, the UK Customer Service Institute, put their report out uh, back in the summer. Um, and interesting to see what's gone, been going on this year in terms of those levels of uh, customer satisfaction, if you like. And the, the sort of the big headline one, and I'm sure some people may well have picked up on it already, is that each of the 13 UK Customer Service Institute sectors that they look at has lower customer satisfaction than a year ago. Is this a surprise? Is this something we're seeing? Uh, what do you reckon? Well, it's, it's a good point, isn't it? Because, you know, if you think 12 months ago, we were 12 months 
back closer to the detritus of coming out of COVID. And actually, I think at that point, I mean, you and I were talking about it at the time, you know, I think businesses were making a conscious effort to try and get back on track with uh, delivering a good service experience. And I think, you know, to be fair to a lot of businesses, they, they had, you know, certainly, you know, some of my clients and the businesses I'm working with are consistently investing, they're continuing to listen, they're continuing to try and make changes in the customer journey. But I still see, you know, you know, like my example um, that, that I was going to make, actually, I didn't get to make it um, around um, simple things like satisfaction of passport control. Here's a, here's a great example. So having described my, um, and there's a point to this, and I'll come back to the ICS thing in a moment, but um, having described my really positive trip out of the country, getting back into the country was nothing short of horrendous. So, you know, Bristol Airport, uh, and I'm going to call it out, it was it was terrible. You know, coming back in, um, there were 10 passport control desks, three were manned. They had three flights turn up uh, with sort of, you know, there must have been five or 600 people trying to get through passport control. And uh, maybe more than that, and they pushed the stake, trying to get everyone to use the uh, the uh, unmanned one. There, yeah, yeah. So, so my, my son's over ten, so he was technically allowed to use it. When we got there, uh, he couldn't use it. We had to go. Jay and I had to take him back into another queue to go to passport control. But you know, there was just a severe lack of empathy. You know, no smiling, welcome home. Um, we're sorry, this is the situation. We've got staff shortages, or whatever it might be. Just stony faced you know oh god welcome back to the uk uh to <laughs> grumpy people grumpy people grumpy you know for goodness sake you know border control do some customer service training yeah. because your team are appalling or they certainly weren't in bristol and then the hilarious thing was as you walk out they have the smiley face buttons <laughs> and i saw every person i watched this tip out when i was waiting for, for joe and alfie to come out and yeah. everyone was the red one. One guy was so mad he pressed the red one a hundred times. You're like that. Ah. <laughs> um, so I, I do, I do think, I do think um, financial pressures have come back on businesses because of the interest rates. And I think mm. the first thing that goes for a lot of businesses is that focus on the customer, which is bad. Yeah, uh, your yeah. customers will leave you in drugs. So um, in the ICS survey, just going back to that, thirteen sectors. Were there some key themes, Rich, that came out? Yeah, so their recommendation is really interesting. This is the summary of the report itself, but uh, it is available. I'm sure you go out there and uh, you can get it off their website, actually, the summary side of things. You want to have a look at a little bit more detail. But yeah, you know, five areas they actually spoke about and and suggested that people, uh, businesses can focus on according to the data they're getting through. And that's around preventing problems and improving complaint handling. Absolutely. And of course, that preventing problems piece, it's around mapping the journey. It's it's, react uh, proactively looking for the points where there might be an issue so the only way you can do that is actually gather some insight around it not wait until the issue turns up multiple times then you go oh yeah but have a look at that then and reacting it's about that proactivity isn't it so that's uh, mm-hmm. quite an interesting one um, and then number two was around making uh, making it easier for customers to access help and expertise <laughs> yeah Exactly. Make it, and we've spoken about this. I've been I just said to you before we started the recording here. We've we've done seventy of these podcasts now, and I think on every, I know exactly, 
I can't believe they, they haven't banned us. On every single one of them, we have spoken about the ease, making it easier for customers. It's not about the business making it easier for themselves. It's about the customer. So, yeah, key one coming through. Responding, number three, responding to the customer's personal situation and needs. Oh, that's far too difficult to do, isn't it, Ryan? Isn't it? Everyone's the same. Everyone needs it. We should just keep everyone. That's ridiculous. What a ridiculous <laughs> thing to say. <laughs> We're all sheep. We should all have yes. that sheep dip. There you go. That's what you need, isn't it? That's a really interesting one because that actually has quite an influence on tech, doesn't it? You know, a lot of people these days going, uh, you know, everybody should be tech savvy. Majority of people know how to use all of this stuff. So there we go. Banks, great one. Yeah, shut down all our branches and you can use it. Go online. Really? Is that the right thing to do? You mentioned humans being at Bristol Airport when you went out. And how great it was. It's still there. Isn't it? It's a what? Say that again. Sorry, uh, you you broke up. No humans. And no humans when we came back, they all looked as if they were robots and not many of them. So that yeah, even if they're there, they've got to do something to help out, haven't they? Interesting yeah. one. Then number th number four. Professionalizing customer service. What's all that about? Why would you do that? Surely everybody can do it. It's easy, isn't it? Easy, absolutely. Yeah, that people don't need help. You know, they can just smile and well, that would be that would be uh, you know forward, wouldn't it? You know, the people smiled at you uh when you were buying product and sales and I just there seems to be I, I don't know what it is, particularly with that point there. It sounds like we're on the right all know there are some great businesses out there, of course, we know that, but you know, I went into my local corner shop, um, which is a um an international chain, one with a little green tree and a red sign. You'll know which one. What I mean, but um, the the two ladies in there, they're all so miserable. I, you know, you just the, the kids come in for their their sweets after you know or a drink on the way home from school, and yeah, you you can see them like looking like, oh god, here they come, you know, and you just think they're putting money in the till to pay your wages. So why are you so miserable? And actually, if you don't like the job, why don't you go and work? In a job where you don't have to be customer facing, you know, just putting that out there, you know. Um, so yeah, I see a lot of miserable people, and you just think, and look, you know, who knows what's going on in their life, and I'm sure yeah. there might be some some and other stuff that that's tricky. But you know, I was always taught when when I was growing up in the customer service industry to use work, use that interaction with customers, put your problems at the door when you walk in, and pick them up on the way out again, and you know, try and have a try and have a decent day at work. But yeah, it is. Is interesting the uh, the state of of, yeah. of some of the people that uh, are are looking up, supposed supposedly looking after us. Anyway, yeah, exactly. my, my <laughs> well, no, what was the last one? Uh, well, the last one. Um, moving on. So, what, after you've professionalised your customer service, you've actually focused on it and and really looked at it. Uh, is uh, doing the right thing. It's another interesting one they're coming up with here. Surely, doing the right thing. Uh, in business practice uh, and ensuring that you are balancing the needs of shareholders, customers, employees, and the wider society. Oh, that's sure. Come on. Now. That's all a bit airy-fairy, isn't it? We're in business to make money, aren't we? Yes. Come on. We are. That's an interesting point, isn't it? There's a lot of businesses now that are signing up to organisations like B Corp, yeah. business in the community, mm -hmm. Um, and, and that is increasingly becoming more important to customers for sure. Um, 
I think that's right. But it's a really um, interesting one, though, isn't it? Because you've actually got to reflect that in what you do on a daily basis, because having a badge at the bottom of your email signature, B Corp and all of that stuff, means nothing unless that is coming from the top and it's filtering down. And again, we've mentioned this a lot. From a customer experience strategy point of view, are your leaders bought in? Are they the ones who actually have a view of this? Because that will then come down uh, down through an organization. So having that badge means nothing unless you actually have got people bought into it. There's a culture of engagement, of understanding, of wanting to make a difference for being nice. You know, if there's one thing that a lot of organizations can do from a customer service point of view, is be nice. Be nice. Yeah. Yeah. And people are generally nice back as well, aren't they? So there's some there's five five pieces there that which which came up, and again we've been speaking about them for seventy episodes. <laughs> we've been going along with cider, <laughs> and, and along with cider, the evidence is yeah. there. The evidence is showing that things may well be dropping. You know, is customer service, is customer experience in freefall? Is it on its way down? Uh, have we gone past that trend? Is everything? Oh, we, we did it for a few years. Let's just focus back on business now. You know, is this yeah, a worrying I, stat? stat? I, I don't think it will ever be. You know, good customer experience will never go out of fashion because good because those good businesses will grow, they'll blossom, and they'll understand the value of their customers being on board with them. And I think, you know, I I. I think what's an interesting point is that customer experiencing, marketing budgets, all that type, they're the first things that seem to go yeah. when times are tough. Um, which look, I you know, you and I, Rich, have run businesses all our lives. Um, and it, it's tempting, isn't it? Where can we cut? Where can we cut? Where you know we, we've got to hit that number. It takes a brave leadership team to go, no, we're gonna move, we're gonna carry on, we're gonna continue investing. Um, and, you know, it was proven those that did that during COVID shot out the other end far faster and recovered more quickly. And interestingly, as those businesses that were proactive going into COVID, um, who were investing in in the customer and in their people, um, actually survived. Those that didn't do that went to the wall. We, you know, we saw that, you know, we won't go, go to all that again, but, you know, there was a lot of them. But Yeah, um, absolutely. Anyway, enough of our rattling. What's going on on the 22nd then? So, yeah, we mentioned at the start here, we've got uh, a double whammy in September. You've just listened to one. On the 22nd mm -hmm. of September at 3.30 p.m. live on LinkedIn. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. We're going live on LinkedIn. Uh, we're going to be talking to Tony from Adtrol Fulfillment, an organisation based in Swindon in the West Country. Swindon, um and we're going to be talking all things customer experience, an interesting um, chat uh, where we'll be asking Tony around their focus, what they look at, what touch points are the key ones for them. How do they ensure that they're fulfilling a great service for the customers, even though it's based on their clients, products, et cetera. So they've got an interesting setup and how they uh, deliver their service to really, at the end of the day, make a massive impact for them. For their customers but they've also got to make a massive impact for their customers customers so be a great chat with tony um and hear all his thoughts about that on the 22nd of september at 3 30 in the afternoon for half an hour 40 minutes so if you can join us please do come along to that uh and yeah we'll see you there or we'll hear you there 
And if you like what you've heard today, please like, share and comment um, on the various different platforms that you're listening to us on. It's, it's great to be back um, and look forward to seeing many of you on the 22nd of December. So it's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from him. Thank you very much. See you all soon.